0: And welcome to another episode for the Thailand Tuesday here on the Pod. It's Tuesday and you know what it means. We talk about all things Thailand and I said last week on the Thailand uh, Tuesday here on the Pod, I said next week I don't want to talk about COVID anymore and I meant it but then... Thailand happened. So very briefly, current COVID situation. Just because it deserves some talking about. I really thought I can move on, but apparently I can for now. Uh, so uh, okay, let's let, very briefly. So the COVID rollout should have started by now. Meaning, so first of all, I talked about how I got the COVID shot, the first one, AstraZeneca, right? That's uh, lucky me, simply because I work for a university and they, I think, I assume teachers, university staff and so on, they count as like necessary people, like in this category that, that gets the, the vaccine first. So I very much appreciate it. Thank you very much. Cool. Um, That's then also other kind of um, workers that, that work, like customer-faced, I believe, like cleaning staff, that's, that, that's necessary. Um, motorcycle taxi drivers, here, for example, as well. I assume normal taxi drivers, too. And the like. Uh, so then, in the news, has been that there's some upper class Thai people that aren't classified as priority one people for a the vaccine. They vote. So motorcycle taxi drivers here they have like a, a vest that, that they have to get a license and they get like a vest that identifies them as motorcycle taxi drivers. So then, some of the rich people here, the upper class people in, in Bangkok, they just bought, rent, bribed motorcycle guys to so get those vests so or just bought them somewhere without a license bribing the, the shop selling it i guess uh, and they were wearing those vests to go to the hospital to get a vaccine <laughs> of course like you know i mean yeah you don't judge a book by its cover but you can definitely see if someone is a motorcycle taxi driver was outside in the sun in the rain all day long, right, working very hard, or if it's someone who's like from the upper class and, class and who might not have seen such um, adversity in their day-to-day jobs. So you can clearly see when this is not the case, and they, they've been ridiculed on social media, deservedly so, I believe. Um, but it's just as an FYI what, what happens here. And that's the funny part the funny. I mean, it's not funny that they take away the vaccine from people who should actually get it, Mm, but yeah it, it came out people ridiculed ridicule them and, and so on i guess they, they got fined i assume um, and i hope it's about that in this case i didn't follow up to be honest because i was just mildly entertained and then moved on what's well, not as entertaining Well, from a it nerd kind of view, point of view it still is so there's this um so that i'm all over the place today i'm sorry so this is the vaccination rollout for, for Thai people, right? So it's like different for Thais and, and experts or foreigners per se. And normal Thai people, by normal, I mean those who are not in the priority category just yet. They don't get the vaccine just yet, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so they have to wait for the later rollout date, which is said to be continuously rolling out right now. okay. Now, then if you are a foreigner, first, it was very confusing. I mentioned last week, right? You can get a vaccine. No, you you, you can't. You can get it at the same place where the Ties get it. No you, no, you can't. Some private hospitals offer vaccines. No, they don't. They're not allowed to anymore. And so on. And now there's an app and there's a website where you can register. It's called... Thailand IntraVac or intervacthailand.com or something like this. And then you have to register all your data, like name, birthday, everything that they ask you. And then it turns out that this website is so not secure so you don't even need to hack you just need to go to com slash and then add the right path after the slash and you see all the data is not secure not password protected not encrypted obviously why would they encrypt something so it's nothing <laughs> it's ridiculous um it, it, basic wordpress installation with like a wordpress i don't know community would would probably be safer than this um, so crazy so you can you, you could just simply get all the data from everybody that, that left his data that, that signed up for the interwec um, website crazy okay then Um, When you go to this InterVac website and it says like, okay, foreigners can register, but you have to be 60 or older. You have to have like some underlying conditions, blah, 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 and so on. So um, also prioritization makes sense. If you don't have enough vaccines, you have uh, priorities, I understand. Um, Problem then is why aren't there enough vaccines? And in the beginning, it was all about, we have only Sinovac in Thailand. Now we have AstraZeneca and now for some reason, Sinovac is not being administered administered anymore, I believe a bit confusing there. So uh, I'm not a medical expert, so I don't believe anything what I say, but it's a bit confusing with the back and forth and back and forth. Uh, I do know some people who got the Sinomec you know, in the very beginning. I don't know if they still use it right now. I know now AstraZeneca is almost everywhere. But then, of course, there are people who don't want to take AstraZeneca because they have heart issues and um, AstraZeneca has been in the news. And again, don't take any advice from me, but it has been in the news with some severe side effects for for females uh female patients that, that took it I believe again, no advice you just say what I heard I took the AstraZeneca um but yeah so it's 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 a it's a big old like confusion. I know how to call it. It's just very confusing here right now. No one really knows what to believe, what to do, where to get a vaccine, when to get a vaccine, what to do. And then the worst thing that I've seen um, this past week is when I took a motorcycle taxi to to the to the MRT to the um to the subway. Uh, I think I mentioned this in the last podcast. I, I passed like this public vaccination site, it's like a huge tent on like a parking lot of a Tesco Lotus supermarket here, and the people are just so so crammed together you're gonna get COVID before you get the vaccine (laughs) if you have to wait like this it's it's crazy um yes this is what's happening with COVID uh right now uh yeah opening so uh (laughs) yesterday basically so I'm recording this on a Tuesday so then yesterday um on Monday the prime minister said um parks Should open again on Monday. So, yeah, you can go to parks again. Then, Monday morning, people wake up, want to go for a run in the park the first time in months, parks will be closed. confusion like, why? Is the Bangkok governor um, opposing the prime minister? (gasps) No, apparently it was just miscommunication. They thought that the decree that said that it's all closed is until 14th, which means including the 14th, not opening on the 14th. <laughs> Anyways, during the day then all the parks nationwide opened again and now we can go to public parks again. Yes. Parks, tattoo parlors, I really wanna go. Um so, nail salons and food massage, but only food massage. I think those are the businesses that are that are now open again. So yeah, slowly back to normalcy. Um even so, the numbers are still increasing. The COVID, the COVID uh, numbers are still increasing, and I think the vaccine isn't rolling out as fast as they they said. Um, one thing that concerns me a little bit because I got the first shot. And yeah, I shouldn't be complaining, and I'm not complaining. But uh, I read that the. The second shot should come, I think, eight to twelve weeks after your first your first shot. Correct me if I'm wrong. That's just what I read. And now Thailand said we're going to push it back to maybe sixteen weeks. That's still okay. Um, doctors say that's still no problem. Uh, Yeah, I believe the doctors, but still, like, (laughs) feels a bit weird. But let's see what's happening. Uh, I'm waiting for that SMS. It will tell me when I have to go in again. So I will keep you updated. Of course, for now, I'm, of course, grateful that I was in the first group that got a vaccine. So thank you very much. I'm happy. I just wanted to keep you up to date here, what's happening right now. If I forgot anything, or if you, if you got stuck somewhere, or if you went to get the vaccine and you didn't get it, uh, feel free to reach out. I'm, I'm happy to discuss things with people with different experiences than mine, because mine was super easy and straightforward. And so I, I don't have anything to complain about. Was very well organized, so I can only praise all the people involved. Um, If you have different experiences uh, or similar experiences and you want to say, yeah, I want to praise them too, uh, let me know. Shout out uh, all here for sharing experiences. Okay, so I promised I will not only talk about the uh, COVID and the vaccination process. So I thought how can I transition into a a different Thailand topic? And well, actually one of the most impactful moments that I had in my life in Thailand, definitely my first year in Thailand, but during my whole life in Thailand so far, I think was when I actually had to go to a hospital in Thailand. And it was back then when I was still living in Wurundtani. So if it's a timeline, if you keep track of the podcast timeline, before we started talking COVID and vaccinations, I, I try to keep like a timeline and say, okay, I started my time in Isan and then I moved towards Bangkok. So um, all of the times in in, in Isan that, that when I lived there, um, so I was pretty much alone, right? So I, w- I was living on, on, on school campus. I was a volunteer. I was living on the school campus, um, which was fine because I was I was teaching. I was classroom. I had 40 classroom hours per week. So I was living in the classroom, basically. Um, which was fine because I didn't have any friends. I didn't have any any hobbies or anything to do. So I'm happy. I was happy to have all the time, spent all the time in the classroom. No problem. Uh, I learned a lot. I like so much teaching experience in such a short time. Crazy. So I, I very much appreciated that. Uh, but then at the weekend, it was like this huge drop off, right? So I, I'm very much an introvert. So I, I, I can appreciate quiet time and so on. But when i'm always teaching in front of students in this case and i'm like always like always on like and i have a very 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 active teaching teaching approach cuz i think that's just what they deserve they come there to learn something not to just sit there and repeat what i say right so we're very active so i'm like basically in show entertainment mode 8 hours a day um and then afterwards, it was like a huge drop-off. Like, okay, now school's over, everyone, everyone's gone. I like, whew. okay, usually then i go running to just get some different en- it's endorphins, I'm not sure, some different high at least. Uh, I went running in the park usually. And then at the weekend, it's like a whole day off, like two days, nothing. And it's like, you, it's nice, I want to relax, but it's also, wow, there's no, no one asking me questions. I, I don't have to perform for anyone or like, teach anyone it's like this, this it's, I don't, it's not an adrenaline dump it's like just this adrenaline like emptiness so to speak so I'm like okay well let's do some sports like, I like sports I used to play lots of team sports and so on I can't play team sports I, I used to play lots of volleyball like, home. back I couldn't do it in Wurantani there was not much uh, volleyball places to be or not, not many places to play volleyball so I've found different things um, I got a bike but there's not I mean there's not really bike path or anything so you have to like on the road roads and bank in thailand but especially in isan rather dangerous so, and very like smoky and so on so i didn't really enjoy it that much so i figured okay i also used to like rollerblading a lot i liked inline skating a lot when i was back home in germany we have like those those bicycle paths next to the river with, with like lots of trees and so on so you just you just rollerblade for for hours if you want which is awesome um so I'm like okay i missed that there are not many places, and, and so then eventually I try to figure out how to get roller skates or roller blades in in, in in Thailand. Very difficult back then, ten years ago. Very difficult. Now way easier. You can order it anywhere, like you can order in Lazada and so on, I believe. Um, and there's also a very good shop here in, in, in Bangkok that I found online and they just opened back then. So then on, on a weekend trip to Bangkok, I, um, I I looked them up, I went to them, they they already closed. I'm like, oh, it took me so long to find them. And But they saw me outside and they opened the shop again for me, which was really cute. Uh, the shop is called Skate Plus, S-K-8-T-E plus, skateplus.com, um, they're doing amazing, tr- like back then they just opened like the first i think it was the first rollerblade inline skate shop in bangkok now they have like several branches they are in shopping malls they have like a skate rink in bangkok and so on so shout out skate plus I guys i haven't been there in in, in forever but uh but because i got really i got really badly injured but uh that was really cool so uh, props to what you're doing it's really cool if you're looking for inline skating rollerblading in thailand or in bangkok check out skate plus on facebook or on the website they have like skate And it's not a paid advertisement. They have like skate groups in Lumpini Park, I believe. I'm not mistaken. At least they had it. I'm not sure if they still have it. They have a skate rink where you can go uh, rollerblading, inland skating. So that's really cool. Check them out. So I I went there. I got a uh, a pair of roller skates, rollerblades, inland skates. In Germany, we said inland skates, but everybody else has rollerblades, I I believe. Anyways, I got rollerblades. Took them back home to Urentani back then. And I was just like, yeah, trying to find a place where to to skate because... Roads are terrible. Sidewalks are terrible. Um, park. They didn't They didn't want to let me do it in the park. In a park, you can only do it um, during the daytime, not in the evening, when there are lots of people jogging and running because you would disturb them, which is kind of fair enough. And and the, the ways are also not that wide, so kind of fair enough, unfortunately. Um, so sometimes I went during the day or, or over the weekend. And then sometimes I would just, when it's the weekend, I would just rollerblade on campus because, I mean, there are like some free spaces on campus, so I would just set up some – some parkour for for, for myself that i have to master like some slalom things and 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 back and forth and whatnot so i I was doing this again one one saturday one saturday afternoon i was just doing this i was just roller playing a little bit was just doing like some 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 spins and turns and jumps and so on and then i was i was done i was done with my with my exercise with what I wanted to do that day like I know 90 minutes two hours or whatever I was done so I was just rolling out and it's it's, it's like a, a 30 second a one minute roll back home to my room on, on campus so I was just rolling I tried to roll from the area like where I was practicing back to my room and in, in, in the corner of uh, the campus and then all of a sudden I was rolling this big my my feet I was rolling and all of a sudden my right my right my left knee, I forgot already, my my left knee just went completely the wrong way. So if this is the leg, it was like it was like this, like one the, the lower part of the leg went straight, the upper part of the leg went to the left. I was like, it was and it was like I was rolling like less than walking speed. So I was not doing anything great. I was done, I was done, I was chilling. And maybe that's the reason why it happened. I was chilling, I was okay, I'm done. And I wasn't tense anymore. Um, and then this happened. So my, my leg completely gave out, my my knee completely popped out. It swole like to triple the size of, of what it was. I fell on the floor, I couldn't move anymore. So most pain I ever felt from an injury so far, I'm um, up until then. I was just screaming uh, in in agony. Um, luckily, this day uh, at the other end of a the campus, there were some students who were doing like some weekend projects, some homework on campus because there's better Wi-Fi than at home or something. So there were like a few students on campus. They heard me screaming. <laughs> they came running. And they saw, okay, something's wrong there. And then they they called, they tried to get teachers, but there's no, it was Saturday, so no one else on campus. Um, no security guard also, surprisingly, I don't know what happened there. Um, and so they called the ambulance for me, which was really, really nice, really appreciated. Like so 16-year-old students, they're like, calling the ambulance. I remember one of the students um, had like a sweatshirt. So... She took off her sweatshirt and put it like under my head when I was lying on the concrete floor. She's like, "Hey, you hey, teacher, put your head on that." That was really nice. Uh, I appreciate it. So, thank you very much. Um, and waited, they waited with me um, for for the ambulance. I just realized I got a picture. Because someone went up to the very top floor of the school building to the roof and actually took a picture of me lying on the floor with the ambulance arriving. I'm going to share that some, uh, on social media, check it out. Um, Why didn't you help me, dude? Dude, whoever took the picture, <laughs> I just realized that. It's an interesting picture. It's like me being on a stretcher because they took me on a stretcher then and the ambulance and carrying me. And so, so they put me in the ambulance and then two or three of the students, I don't remember because it was so much was in, in, in so much pain. Uh, I think it was three yes three students uh came came with me in the ambulance car actually because they didn't speak english like the the emergency person didn't speak english my students they spoke a little bit of english so I'm like we're gonna help you it was really nice so thank you again um then we, we went in the in the ambulance and <laughs> worst car ride ever like the, the roads in Uruntani were terrible at that, that point in time i hope they're better now but they were terrible and so we, we and they, they, they tried it fast right but then, because it's not a super, super, super emergency, so they're not, they're not, they're not hitting the red lights. So, so they stop at the red light. So they go fast, stop at the red light, go fast, stop at the red light. And every time it stops, I'm like ah ah. And the roads are terrible with like sort of potholes and bumpers and like so it goes like this the whole time. So much pain. Oh my god, so much pain. Ah, anyways, eventually we arrived at the hospital. I had to fill out some forms and stuff. Still in pain, the students tried to translate for me. It was really, really cool. So, because the forms were all in Thai, Um, in my Thai back then, I mean, reading, writing, forget it. Anyways, but even my speaking was way worse than it is now. So, uh, I didn't understand that much. It was a weekend, so one doctor who spoke English apparently doesn't work at the weekend. (laughs) So it was only people who don't speak English working there. Okay, so then I'm waiting there. I'm, I'm in a room with like I don't know ten other people. First day I had to wait on the floor, uh, on the floor, like in the in the hallway, on, in a bed, but in the hallway. And then eventually I was in a room somewhere, and they sent me to X-rays and whatnot, and had to wait again and I went Back and forth, and I always had to wait. Like I was in this room with like ten people, and then there was some super sick people, and I don't even want to hate on anyone, but they were like coughing, and it was like. God, is he going to die? I'm exaggerating, but it felt a little bit like it. So I, I, I told him, hey, can you tell him that I'd rather wait in the hallway and not in here? So then they pushed me out in the hallway again. Um, so did x-rays and whatnot. And then a male nurse came. And I, I apologize if there's, a, if there's a better term for it, but it was just nursing stuff. But a male, like a dude, he came, doesn't, didn't speak any English. I didn't speak much type again, especially nothing medical, obviously. So I was like, I oh, sorry crap. <laughs> I was just in pain still and he looks at my knee and he's like, oh, I'm like, yeah, oh. And he's like, he smiles. I'm like, what's happening? And then he pulls my knee without telling me anything, without counting. He just pulls my my leg straight and like pulls my knee into place. Oh my god. Tears coming down my face. I, I'm using all the English swear words that I that I that I knew, no German ones. Surprisingly, so I kept I kept swearing in English just to make sure everybody understands it, or everybody who spoke English understands it. I don't know. Um, so I was I was I was cussing. I was crying. I was sweating. And the guy was just like, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> "Now, in retrospect, it's hilarious." But in that moment, I wanted to kill him. Um, Okay, so then then my knee was back in place again. Yeah, still lots of pain though. Yeah, they did some x-rays. They said, okay, it's dislocated. Some little thing broke off or whatever, but don't don't sweat it. Uh you gotta do some physical therapy. They didn't they, okay. I said, I don't wanna stay overnight. They said, Yeah, hey, we keep you overnight. I said, No, now you x-rayed it, you told me what's happening. I'm not gonna stay. If you want me to do uh, physical therapy, I'm gonna come back tomorrow. I don't wanna stay here overnight. I don't I didn't feel well in that hospital. Okay, they said, Okay, um, you go, uh, all right. Um let you home find your way home um back then eventually like um that teacher guy at the school who was supposed to take care of me like show me around the one who speaks english the best i came and just drove me home basically they gave me crutches um they put my leg in like a huge like bandage thingy whatever that's called of course so i couldn't move it um so yeah, okay, and then they said, okay, you have to come back to physical therapy, right? So I then had to go back into the hospital for physical therapy once. <laughs> it's kind of hilarious, like I don't know, like once a week or so, which is which is ridiculous. You should obviously, obviously you should be more physical therapy. And I was like for like an hour every week, and that girl and I'm I'm saying girl because I think she just graduated, so that young lady. But she was very, see what she was super shy. I guess guessing was the, I was the first foreign patient she ever met. I'm assuming her English was like were very rudimentary. Uh, So there was more like body language. She showed me stuff. I did it. Um, But she didn't feel comfortable with like I think a a foreign male um, patient, I, I think. So there was... It didn't help that much. I luckily I had some. I have some friends who are physical therapists in Germany. Um, I, they showed me a few things that I should be doing, so I did like this physical therapy by myself. Also things that that, that Thai um, physical therapist told me, though so I did them by myself, like every single day, of course, uh, and try to get better. I was on crutches for like I don't know at least a month. I think even more, maybe two months on crutches. Oh, I didn't miss a single class. Though this accident happened on Monday, uh, on on Saturday, I was back in class on Monday on crutches in pain. But I figured if I just cancel all classes, they they don't learn anything. There's no makeup, no classes for them. That's what we call like classes that you reschedule are called makeup classes. <laughs> um, so there's nothing like this. So they they just miss it. So I'm like, that's not cool. I I I have to teach them. So I went to. I went to class and then just taught them with, with, with on, on crutches and so on. Everyone was, was super helpful. They opened doors for me. They brought me food. Um, some of them they knew that I, I can't really go out at night or get some food, so they actually stayed after school or just went took a motorcycle. Everybody has a motorcycle. They went took a motorcycle, got some food, brought me the food, and then they left and went back home. It was really nice. Um, yeah, awesome. That's that's why I liked the people so much. So really cool. Uh, took care of me. Um, fantastic. I felt first time I felt like kind of like home It was really nice made me feel really good so thanks for this it's been 10 years like 10 years or so ago and I still didn't forget it I'll never forget it it was amazing um but yeah so that the injury was terrible the hospital was not that great um but yeah, it all worked all out eventually. I was on crutches for I think then two months or so, almost three months, I I I believe. In my, in my head it says three months. Um, uh, but now that I think about it while recording this, I'm like, this that sounds like a long time. I'm not sure. But I was sure it was three months, but maybe a little bit less. Um but yeah, so then after three months, uh, I slowly started to walk without crutches and um started like slow jogging even though they said don't do it and started like slowly jogging and then eventually I progressed and still did the physical therapy stuff and then eventually I started like then slow running again and so on no rollerblading though I think I never I never rollerbladed again afterwards and because then like I don't know six months after i moved to Bangkok, there's even less space to roll up it unless you go to go to those parks with lots of people there's not as much fun i did I did do uh, ice skating though a few times three or four times ever since moving to Bangkok, and my knee held up I'm still scared and it's the podcast I can say it i'm scared shitless when i'm on 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 in the, um, on ice skates, but I enjoyed way too much to just stop it too so um but yeah, I even did some jumps and did some did some spins and, and stuff like this. So this works. I'm just very scared on my on my left knee when 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 it comes to those things. So I always go like the other way around. If I have an option to spin left or right, I spin the way that it's less heavy on my left knee usually. Okay, yeah. So then uh, that, that's my 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 first intense hospital story. Uh, this was it was really it was like the whole like whole day almost until late 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 night uh yeah that was intense crazy because you don't understand things and then it just pulled my, my legs straight and so much pain and so on but it was awesome to see like how those students cared about me uh so that was really cool and i'm still friends with them we still exchange um like just what's happening once in a while like hey how's it going what are you doing so that, that's really cool um and some students are bringing me food and stuff things that you would never expect them to do i was just amazing um the, their parents asking about me if i'm okay if i need anything so it was really nice really cute like amazing people and that's why Udontani, isan will always have a place in my heart and it sounds very cheesy and very cliche but um that was just that was just beautiful how they took care of me so um i'm i always be grateful for this and saying this right now here i so want to go back um i need to check who's still there because most of them and uh, most of the people i knew um colleagues Former colleagues, uh, students that I'm still in touch with, they all moved away from, from Isan, from Thani. they moved to Bangkok, moved abroad or, or whatever. Um, let's see, but I think I have to go back to Udon Thani. I say here right now I'm coming back, I'm coming at you. I actually, I actually. Now that I just said a tattoo parlor is open again, maybe I get my first tattoo ever uh, also in Udon Thani. And no, I was not drunk because I don't drink. But that's something for a different uh, different day, different story, different podcast. That's it for now. That's it for the Thailand Tuesday. talk. I, I talked about COVID a little bit and then mostly about my first real hospital experience here in Thailand. Um, yeah, it was crazy. I'm still sweating now that I, that I, that I think about it. Uh, I hope you, you took something away from this story. Don't go into a hospital in Udontani. Maybe the hospitals are better by now. If you're in Udon, or you've been to Udontani, to Isan, and you went to hospitals, let me know how it went. If you have any questions about the Thai healthcare system, I can just spitball some things and you tell you to not take it serious because I'm not a pro- professional. But if you have any questions there, let me know. Um, last serious note for this part is also... I do have some med- like medical friends. Maybe I should have like I do have some should have some time medical stuff on there. Some of my friends are physical therapists, doctors. Maybe we should have like a a session there. I'm gonna ask them. I hope we can make this happen. Until then, as always, stay safe, take care. I'll see you soon. Salih-ha.